The Other Side of the News is a current and dynamic companion to augment the discussions from The Other Side of Midnight. We investigate, explore, and extrapolate facts to gain better understanding of current affairs and events, and thus... To bring comfort and calm to our wide international audience. It's a spontaneous commentary... Based on well-verified references vetted through vigilance and discernment. Our desire, desire is to awaken your imagination with questions. Questions that have not been asked, yet need answering. The other side of the news is a place where you can come and be with us in community. Learning new things, asking questions, getting compelling answers, and interesting viewpoints. It's about curiosity. We present thought-provoking questions to incite your mind, propelling you to see the world in another way. Propelling you to see the world in another way. With clear insights and fresh perspectives on global events. Tune in for a balanced view of the other side of the news. And welcome. My name is Timothy Saunders. I am one of your trio of co-hosts on this 90th edition of The Other Side of the News. I'm speaking to you this early morning from southwest Turkey and will soon be joined by Kintia from her infamous wheelhouse nearby San Francisco and Annette Driscoll, who is also currently in the Bay Area. This show is entitled, My Word is My Bond. Here are a few highlights that caught my eye this week. We have heard from UK scientists who think the probable reason for the marked increase in football soccer players keeling over mid-game with heart issues is due to the shock of the referee's whistle. I wonder why it didn't happen before the vaccine uh, campaign began. Matt Hancock, the UK's ex-health minister, has been found guilty of preferential treatment by giving jobs to his friends. I would suggest this is exactly how it normally works. I think he's just upset because he's been found out. And Virginia Guthrie, one of Gain Maxwell and Epstein's sex minions, has made a sudden U-turn by deciding to settle out of court with ex-Prince Andrew in relation to underage sexual abuse charges. A sum of $10 million has been mentioned I'm not sure if that's official yet. One does wonder uh, where this money goes and, of course, where it came from as well. Well, the VAX has been accepted for kids between six months and five years in the UK. That's completely crazy. Uh, Pfizer has said it will delay a similar ruling in the US for another six months. I guess it takes time to cook the books a little more. While Johnson & Johnson paused production of their VAX uh, a few, I think actually a few months ago. I think it was in late order, autumn, just before Christmas. So that's interesting that came to the surface. With the Winter Olympics and the Super Bowl fresh in our minds, the Australian Open seemed a distant memory. While Novak Djokovic gained many new friends after being treated so badly in Australia, of course, the minority, with the help of their World Economic Forum trained puppets and media prostitutes, want to make an example of this vax-exempt individual. After being put up in one of Australia's newest detention centres, he was ultimately deported and banned from entering Australia for the next three years. What's interesting is it transpires that Mrs Djokovic 
is an 80% shareholder in a Danish-based company developing an electromagnetic cure for COVID. Maybe this is why the minority rejects him so violently. And this week, Novak has come clean, saying he is prepared to miss future tournaments rather than take the vax. So I think that's uh, at least standing by his, uh, his values. The World Economic Forum has showcased their intentions this week that everyone should be given a digital ID, of course, showing their VAC status, in order to become a citizen of the planet, according to their new world order. And the CDC have announced around 10% of PCR results are systematically sent to labs for genomic sequencing analysis. Well, that's comforting to know so many people have been catalogued without their consent. This is exactly what we predicted uh, at the start of the pandemic, and uh, now the CDC are just coming out with it. Despite repeated hype by selected puppet leaders and the drainstream media, war did not start on last Wednesday. Apparently, the Russian foreign minister was heard requesting a copy of Biden's invasion schedule so she could coordinate her holidays this summer. Now, I wonder... Well, I would have thought Biden and his party have one or two other distractions to contemplate right now with regard to, for example, the Durham report. Stocks are down this week, and so are cryptos, despite Russia agreeing to open up its uh, arms to Bitcoin. Fuel prices continue to soar in lockstep. Strangely, fuel prices in the Northern Hemisphere have generally doubled despite variations in individual countries' inflation rates. It'll be interesting to see what happens to the southern hemisphere as they approach their winter. And this week, the Turkish government has asked citizens to sell a portion of their private collection of gold in exchange for lira. Gold is a traditional gift for newlyweds and newborns. Um, private collections have been estimated at above $25 billion. It does seem rather a lot. And Fitch increased the risk level with regard to lending finance to Turkey. Commentators are suggesting a very challenging three to six months lay ahead, followed by a long recovery of about two years. And in Canada, Trudeau has jumped from out of his skin to emergency powers in retaliation to the peace freedom convoy. While there have been some arrests and the border bridge with the US has been reopened, the protest is far from over. In fact, there are many more freedom convoys amassing at various locations around the planet. And there have been many very positive breakthroughs with mask mandates being abolished in schools. Thousands of children are now very excited to once again breathe normally while reading expressions on each other's faces. I very much look forward to hearing our guests' perspective regarding this essential awakening process all with a view to illuminate the best path to lead us to a positive outcome. You may find us at www.theothersideofthenews.com, where you will see quick links to our independent Rumble and Telegram platforms, details for each show, which include links to our bios, show items, references, and selected research. As usual, there's a huge collection of information to read, watch, and listen to, most of which has been handpicked from independent sources. I urge you to study them and even download your own copy sooner than later as these censorship robots work around the clock to rewrite our history in real time. 
During the last week, we have been inundated by another wave of remarkable events and headlines reported in the news to discuss, validate and present each topic in correct context. Could all too easily fill up an entire show by itself, as the other side of the news is not per se a typical news show, and in order to make the best use of our available airtime, we should plot a direct course to greet the rest of our team and to introduce our return guest, Mickey Klan. Good evening, Kintia. Good evening, Aneta. How are the fuel prices in California? Oh, the fuel prices have been out of control here for a long time, uh, mostly because California has really, really high taxes on everything, and they, they build that into the fuel costs. So we've been seeing fuel prices up into, uh, I personally have seen it up to six fifty. dollars um, So and it's back down right now, but I don't think it's going to stay down. So, yeah, they're playing those games. It's, it's really interesting, Timothy, that they have, uh, they have they still repressed the, the prices on crypto, et cetera. You know, it's my firm belief I have talked about this before, about the central bank collapsing. And they are trying to repress that because Trudeau really just gave humanity a gift in, in doing the banking thing because it made it very obvious what a centralized banking system can do and how they can take your money, I, you know, which is your freedom, away at the click of a button. And uh, so that makes people think, well, where can I have my money? Where can I, what can I do that takes it out of their purvey? And that looks like crypto, a non-centralized crypto. So digital currency and crypto not being the same thing. They can use the names interchangeably. They both have blockchain, but one's controlled and one's not. or centralized, as we say. So that's really, really, I found that fascinating this week and, and to have the run on the Canadian banks yesterday from that. Um, he, it's like uh, what do they say in the art of war, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't stop an enemy in the, in the process of destroying themselves or something along those lines. So I think that's what we're seeing there. What do you think? I think it's, it's an excellent illustration. I just hope everyone's awake enough to, uh, to join the dots. Well, hopefully yeah. our listeners are, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so what else? What else are you are you noticing? I I actually wanted to comment on a couple things that you said too, like um, sure the uh, the court case with uh, Virginia. I don't say is it Gouffre? I'm not sure how to say her last name, but uh, you know that was a so that was a civil court settlement that does not that that does not settle the criminal charges involved there. So that's really interesting. And, of course, the mainstream media is not bothering to mention that that's a civil court settlement and not criminal. So he is not off the hook. And uh, so th that's interesting. Of course, they're not covering that. Well, I don't think he's off the hook, for sure. But I, had, I, I have not been following it that close up. But I had the idea that they had chosen civil proceedings as a way of... Uh, sort of emotionally parking that that issue uh, that issue that case and then moving on swiftly with sort of the next distraction well so yeah it'd be interesting yeah. to see if they do actually you know do a u-turn back and go back to criminal charges well i i think i think uh so you know i've been bantering on for as long as i've been on here uh about durham 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 till everybody wants to like whack me upside the head but you know this week finally we're starting to see the, the first little drips and, and and uh rest assured i i was my understanding about a year ago when i looked there were around two hundred thousand sealed indictments two hundred thousand, not 200 but two hundred thousand, 
And now my understanding is it's nearly double that. Um, and so what we're about to see is as the drips get stronger, we're going to have a torrent and a flood coming out. And I believe that all of this stuff that we're seeing with uh, Epstein and Prince Andrew and, you know, Hitlery and all of that stuff that's going on, uh, Turdo, it's, it's all connected up. It's all connected up through the same the same links, the, the, the fraud in the elections, the, um, the uh, pedophilia, the banking stuff, all the corruption. I mean, they're all connected up. So as, as you pull on one thread, um, you, you, you can't, you, you know, you end up getting them all. And I, that's why I don't think we've even begun to see the end of this. I think that there's an optics thing going on. I do, because if you time it correctly, you... Um, it has a lot more impact. It's kind of like when you're making a tapestry, if you if you put the thread color in the wrong thread color in at the wrong time, it messes up the tapestry, right? So I really think that we're we're seeing that kind of being built out in front of us. What do you think about that? I've not not made so many tapestries, but uh, <laughs> I have really? seen the Bayer tapestry a long time ago. But I, I, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. Maybe it's an analogy I, I can't visualize, but... Um... So you think things are going out of phase? Is that what you're saying? Or- well, yeah. Like so, if things are if things are are happening, and you 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 dropped the whole enchilada down on the platter, but you didn't have all the accompanying uh, accoutrement with it, right? Uh, then it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be it wouldn't make the same kind of um, presence. So let's say you know we've got this stuff with with Hitlery, and we've only seen the littlest bit of this, right? But it is going to tie right back to all of the child uh, trafficking and uh, all of the nefarious activities around that. And that, of course, ties to the royals and everything else. So I don't think we've even come close to the end. I think what we're seeing is a, a gradual building up. And I, I also you know, believe that most people really don't understand this stuff. I have to always step back and think, how does how does the rest of the planet see this? And probably not the way I do, because I've been I've had my head in this for a really long time, you know. And so you have to look at it from if you knew nothing, if this was all new news to you, how how could it be delivered in a way that made sense? You know, so I think that's what we're starting to see. But maybe I'm so, just an optimist. So what what are your predictions on the horizon? What are your top three predictions on the horizon to help sort of jog people's memory or, or gain their attention? Well, I think there's um, uh, a couple things that have to go away before we start really seeing a lot of real truth come out, like huge big blobs of it. One is the pandemic has to be moved out of the way. And, and we can see that already happening because uh, all of this stuff is coming out that shows, you know, it's been a fraud. It's always been a fraud. There's been nothing but a fraud the whole time. Uh, the FDA uh, released documentation this week that actually admitted what we what we've talked about the whole time on this show but they actually put it in a document and said yeah the uh, the PCR tests were based on a coronavirus a common cold because they didn't have a covid virus to base it on of course not because never has it been isolated in the entire planet so that would be really hard to do and then so they base it on that and then they uh, you know crank it up all these you know done they've amplified it over and over again then they admitted that they, they have also amplified it uh, higher for people that are not vaccinated than people that are to try to get the numbers to, to skew, and they're still not holding. Um, so if you're looking at a 
a false test that was based on a false virus, and then they made a vaccine, quote in big air quotes there, that was actually a bioweapon for something that never existed. Um, you see, this whole narrative is, is going to come back, you know, and can you imagine if you just woke up now, especially if you had taken the jab and what's going to happen? These people are going to be angry, you know. Um, most people at this point that I know have had ex exposure to either someone who has died or people that are injured. And I, and I know plenty of both. Uh, so I can't imagine I'm an exception. So this is, I think... That is going to happen. And then the other thing is the uh, collapse of mainstream media, which I also believe we're seeing just the starts of right now. But, uh, you know, look at the, uh, I was going to use bad language. Let's see. What would I call CNN? What would you call CNN right now? Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I think there's a, a vowel missing somehow yeah. and, a, and a consonant. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. Yeah. And there's one one too many ends. But there we are. That's, that's just a, that's a road rage word. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, something like that, right? And so... Uh, you know that that's going on with CNN, and and of course you know it's it's all wow. It's about sex, 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 and more sex, and pedophilia, and more sex, and it's starting to pop up everywhere. I mean, they've got the the guy, uh, I don't know what his title is, who cares with uh, Meta, which is Facebook. He he got busted this week. The FDA guy is 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 saying that the FDA is completely bought and sold by who wants to get their stuff through on Project Veritas, and. Um, you know, it, they, it's it's showing the whole the whole thing's corrupt. They've been lying about everything. I think it, those two things, once those two things are moved out of the way, uh, then we really get this party started. And we start with a lot of exposure of all kinds of things. I mean, we know how many uh, threads are here and uh, that, that it's just that it's all connected up. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a great it's a great show to watch. Um, but uh yeah, I think those two things are the first to go. And I, I, we've already started, we've already got that process started, but everything else is ramping up. And remember how short people's memories are. Like, you know, I can name anything of a, of a hundred different things that I could list off that people have already forgotten about. Like the guy running over all the parade goers for the Christmas parade right after Thanksgiving in Wisconsin. And he, he plowed through. And all the, you know, the people have short memories about um BLM and and uh, Antifa and all that and all of the the hor horrendous crimes that we've been going through and all the stuff on the border and you know like all of that has to be brought forward. Of course, part of the reason that people forget is because mainstream media makes it go away and they they they're really trying to foment this war thing. I believe as a cover for a lot of other things. Um, I think the first and foremost idea, and you can comment on that, is. There's a huge amount of Biden crime, and of course it's Clinton and all that, but Biden was directly involved in so much stuff in Ukraine. It's so corrupt, and he's bragging on um, tape about uh, about uh, getting rid of the prosecutors so that they can get their payoff money. And, um, you know, all of that's going on. I think they're trying to make that uh, be there so that people don't look at what's really going on. And, and by the way... In case people don't know, they because of the impending war, which was never impending, uh, then they had all the records and computers destroyed in the embassy in Ukraine. I'd say that was to try to get rid of evidence. Mm. Well, well, that that was a nice cover. I agree. Yeah, I was uh, talking with a, a friend of mine um, 
an acquaintance and a friend of mine in, in Ukraine this week. Is, uh, I was just asking him what he thought was the real threat. Is there a real threat? What's actually going on? What's the expectation of you know people in, in Kiev? And uh, you know he's just saying, well, you switch off the TV and, and the threat goes away. It's just an awful lot of people desperate to score points at the moment, mm-hmm. including people uh, like Macron and Johnson who are flying around, as I say, literally trying to score brownie points, getting involved in, in, in the sort of the media version of the narrative. Mm-hmm. It, and then the whole thing fell flat on Wednesday. I mean, it, it is, it is, it is, you know, absurd what it's, what's been going on there. Well, well, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cynthia. That's all right. I'd like to say that I'm enjoying the humor that's coming into the media. Like when you mentioned about the Russians and the Ukraine, so like the Russians reminding the Ukrainian government they should set their alarm clock so they don't miss the invasion. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And uh uh, asking the Biden administration to give them the timetable of the invasion so that their Moscow officials could plan their vacations. I, I just find that hilarious. And also now we're seeing in the mass media where they're lambasting Trudeau. I mean, that's that's really great. There's some breakthroughs happening in the media, and I'm wondering who's behind that. Definitely. Well, with the amount of support that that movement has, not only in Canada, but around the world, I mean, the media is almost their hands almost forced on that one, I would say. I mean, if they go against that, they, they have to know what the real numbers are. They, they take polls and they, you know, they're always biased. But if you took if you look at the real, you know, the real poll numbers, they'd be crazy to go against the vast majority of the planet. Right. I mean, right. that's not good marketing. Hmm. <laughs> But I was going to say about this whole thing with Ukraine, yeah. So a few weeks, like about, oh, I don't know, two weeks, two and a half weeks, I lose track of time. It's it's really uh, got its own thing going over here. But, uh, you know, Biden had um, a conversation with the president of Ukraine, and, and uh, basically the guy was, like, telling him to take a chill pill, and um, Dushenko was saying, you know, like, this isn't appropriate, and you're you're wrong, and... and um, it's interesting because I think all of the things that we're seeing, like uh, the executive privileges for uh, showing documentation that Trump, you know, that they're forcing Trump to show his documentation to the January 6th committee and all that. I, I totally believe that this is all a sting operation, because if you think about everything they're doing, everything that is being done against people right now can can and will be turned against them. So if you change the. Um, the narrative or you change the the policy on something, for example, keeping presidential records that are private, uh, then you force that out. Well, you know who that's going to backfire on is is Obama. So just watch for that. That one's coming because that, you know, they're they're stepping on their own cranks right now. They're falling over them. Oh, I just say that. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah. So what else do you think? What what else do you find amusing, Cynthia? Well, I, I can't say what else I find amusing, but I'm really appreciating that I'm seeing more science come out, more uh, truth telling come out, and I'm seeing the momentum growing for the truth telling 
And I'm loving also the humor around the truckers and uh, getting around not being arrested for honking. You know, you have to have some humor in life. Otherwise, it just gets unbearable. I think creativity is coming forward. And I am so delighted that I'm seeing so many different ways in which the dark forces are being taken down. Like our guest tonight is going to present a way that no one had thought of. And it's so different than the other methods that are being tried. So each each of these, it's like a kaleidoscope of solutions coming together. And I really appreciate that. Timothy, do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, I've I've been through what caught my eye this week. I uh, I'm just you know vigilant of what's going on, discerning, checking the sources. Uh, I just I just find it. We've been talking about how this whole you know, pandemic has been going on for years. I mean, we've been talking about it for years while it's been going on, and, and even the official. Many of the official agencies are now actually sort of putting information out there. I mean, you know, this this business about, you know, uh, we're, we're so far beyond marks. Masks don't work. Vaccines don't work. Vaccines have stopped in production. Uh, not all of them, of course. But I mean, if, if you put join the dots, it, it, you can start to see a, a very clear picture that the narrative is broken. It is so horribly broken. But still, somehow, people, some people are still there on the conveyor belt believing. And I just find that beyond belief. You, you mentioned the PCR. In my opinion, it's not a test at all. It's, but the PCR, uh, has anybody ever worked out that when a result comes back positive, um, that in fact, sometimes it can take longer than the ones that come back negative. Um, so is that because maybe they're running more cycles? And if you run more cycles, you're doubling up the amount of material and you have more chance of discovering something, whatever it is, uh, which, which therefore creates the criteria to make a positive case. Um, I don't know, it's just a thought, but just well, just joining the dots. We did see that one breakdown of that guy who... Uh had shown what they found and what they found in his positive test was the common cold virus. So therefore he was positive. Uh, also remember that this test was recalled last July from the FDA as a uh, inaccurate, it was, you know, it was a not usable test, but they're still using it. And then as of the 31st of December, they were supposed to get rid of that. And the new one was supposed to come in, which we haven't seen happen. But I, I think that what, this is just totally my theory, I and mean, then maybe not mine, but I mean, it's it's a theory, is that um, they had this, this thing worked out that they were going to have so many people vaccinated by this certain date. And when they didn't have it, they, they had already scheduled this new test to come out. The new test actually delineates between uh, coronavirus, the influenza, and the supposed COVID. So now they've got a problem because the only people that are showing up with the COVID crap or whatever that is, is, are the people that have been vaccinated. Hmm. So maybe that's why we don't see that thing being released. Don't know. But uh, it's interesting. I think they're getting caught. They, they're getting, you know, like they're getting their, caught, their foot caught in their own traps a lot right now. I think that's what we're seeing. So um, I don't know. We'll see. It, it's fascinating, though. It's fascinating. All this stuff is coming out, right? I mean, they even had... Um, 
was a Bill Maher. I don't even know his name. How do you say his name? Bill Maher, Meyer, whatever his name is. He's some talk show, you know, lapping trap kind of guy on a, on television. And um, he was even saying some stuff, some some real truth bombs. It's like they they've got these guys by the short and curlies. I think they really do. Uh, I, I I see this whole thing turning right in front of our face and. I feel sorry for the ones that don't know what's going on, but for me, it's entertaining. Kathia can, can tell you I cackle all the time. <laughs> I'm always laughing about what's going on. So we're headed into a great spot. So. Well, I, I think that speaking of somebody else who's cackling, uh, I hope not in the same way as uh, Kamala Harris. I mean, she's off to Germany, I believe. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what she's going to do uh, on her own. But uh, I think that's uh, that's a disaster waiting to happen. I have to say. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, she's she's a real liability. It's uh, it's scary. <laughs> oh well, I, I hope I hope I don't cackle like Kamala Harris. That would be really very bad. No, I I wasn't referring <laughs> exactly. You did, but be careful how you cackle. That's the, the advice there. Oh my goodness, we're at break time. This is The Other Side of the News. Our guest tonight is Mickey Clan, and the show is called My Word is My Bond. Co-hosting are Timothy Saunders, Annetta Driscoll, and myself, Kinthea. We shall return. Seventy-two vaccines. Your children will get, um, as of right now, before they're 18, and that number is doubling very quickly in the near future. And guys, the thing that bothered me so much is I had no idea back then in 98 that there were a lot of people talking about vaccines. But what I know now and what I learned in 2010, and your listeners have to understand this. In 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And let me say that again. Um, 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. This should be very eye-opening to anybody out there because what they're telling you that now is if you vaccinate your children, you have to deal with the consequences because they just told you that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And more to that now, in 2018, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Doug Bigtree put in the Health and Freedom of Information Act to have the safety studies released, okay? If your listeners don't know this, in 1986, Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Injury Act, which said the vaccine companies are exempt of any and all liability. But Reagan said, look, if we're gonna give them blanket liability, we gotta at least make them do safety studies every other year. Not every year, but every other year. So they sued to have those safety studies released and we've always heard that vaccines are safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. But when they got the report back, it was 100% empty. Oh. Not one single safety study has been done on any of the vaccines since 1986. And this should be very, very, very disturbing to all you guys. And that's what began to wake me up as far as vaccines were my children back in 98 when the medical doctors couldn't give me the safety studies. Guys, this is Christopher Key. Never forget it. 
It's Christ Ofer. Christ is in me. He's in my name. Never forget my last name. It's Key, K-E-Y. God's given us the keys to unlock the doors that Satan never wanted unlocked, and we do it for our children. I so enjoyed the show tonight. The other side of the news is beyond fabulous. And welcome back to the other side of the news. Tonight, we have our return guest, Mickey Klan. And the show is called My Word is My Bond. It's our 90th edition and co-hosting are Timothy Saunders, Annette Driscoll, and myself, Kinthea. So, you know, it's a real pleasure to welcome back Mickey Klan. She's a parent and an avid researcher. When the pandemic hit, this mother went into action to protect her children. She prayed for guidance and listened with an open heart and mind. Fortunately for us, she was led to an amazing technique that cuts through huge obstacles put in front of truth seekers. Mickey returns to our show tonight with a massively powerful technique that she has had success with and will explain to us how to hold our officials to their sworn oaths to protect we the people. She personally used this technique to liberate over 130,000 children. Others have followed this model and have gone on to emancipate school children in the entire state of Illinois, Virginia, and North Carolina. This straightforward method has sharp teeth and can be used internationally, yes. Fortunately, Mickey gives us a one, two, three, step-by-step of how to implement this technique with confidence. Welcome to the other side of the news, Mickey. Welcome. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) It's nice to have you back. I mean, like I have been on... Uh, a role listening to one video after another and just totally amazed at the successes that you and and uh, other parents have had. I'm so curious how you were led down this path, but if you would just kind of give a little tease of where you've gone with this technique, and then maybe you can take us into the background of it. Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, um, we have discovered that every elected or appointed official is licensed, bonded and insured. So the license to them is their oath of office. They agree to uphold the Constitution of the United States, as well as the Constitution of their state in the case of the U.S., as well as their bylaws and whatever organization they are representing. Um, But they are also bonded and insured. And so um, we found out that we could use this bonding process to keep them accountable for their actions and to file a claim against their surety bond. So um, we've had just extremely amazing success. And it's very interesting to see this enemy retreat um, because they do so in the night. They do so under the covers. (laughs) They do not tell anybody. They don't announce it. They'll say things like, 
oh, well, because the numbers are so good, we're going to remove these mask mandates. Well, that's funny because that happened at the day after we just served them. So, you know, I'm telling you right now, I believe truly in my mind that um, this will all shift in the blink of an eye because it is the third eye. And it's the day that we declare and decree our sovereignty as a true people, as a, as a worldly people. Um, and, and when it happens, it will happen quickly. And even in Jeremiah um, chapter 1, 10, it says, See today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. And I believe this is the time that we destroy and overthrow the old system because it's time to build a new kingdom of heaven on earth. And it is the seven mantles of influence. Wow. I am really appreciating those insights. I myself as a child grew up with the Bible and the enigmatic writings were always curious to me. And I always felt that somehow I would be in the end times. I don't mean end as the end of the world, but like the revelation times, it always felt to me like I came here to be a part of that. And here we are. Absolutely. Um, Conspiracies are only theories until they become revelations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, so basically, I'd like to just explain what a bond is for your viewers. Um, Essentially, the best example of a bond is a bail bond. So if you have a friend who ends up in jail and their bail is a million dollars, you don't have a million dollars. So you go and you take out a $10,000 bond. And you make a deal with a bondsman to put up all of your own personal wealth or net net your worth as collateral. So your home, your cars, your boats, your retirement. And you're basically making and declaring, decreeing that if my friend does not show up to court on time, I will carry the liability. Well, if your friend does not show up to court on time, then the bondsman becomes a collection agency and they collect uh, against that bond. Now, every elected and appointed official are bonded, meaning they have a personal, and I mean a personal liability to their oath of office. So if they are ever out of line or they break the law or they harm us in any way, they are, they are actually public servants to us and they are personally liable. Um, and in some cases to the tune of $4.6 million per claim. So this is a very high, um, just it's a very high call to be a public servant. And as such, they need to fall into alignment with that role. So when we started this project, we were really looking for uh, success stories. We didn't really want to roll this out on a national level or share it with large audiences until we had a success. So we had a we, we basically put out a website and we had about five people that we knew, um, close contacts that were willing to try this out in their school uh, d- districts. And it doesn't work with a school. Your, your regular school has to you have to go to the district level because that's where these people are making the decisions over your children. And so um, this woman named Violet, uh, she lives in Illinois. She's got a 16 year old son who's autistic and she kept trying to file for an exemption for the mask. And the teachers were, you know, they refused and they were really right up in his face trying to keep this mask on him all day because he was clearly uncomfortable and agitated with it. Well, he got to a point where he's doing physical harm to himself. So he had to be placed in a mental institution. So Violet decided to go down and acquire the bond of her superintendent, her the assistant superintendent, 
the treasurer and the assistant treasurer. And this superintendent turned out to be bonded for $4.6 million per claim, as I said before. So, mm-hmm. and I said per claim. Yeah. I see so, where this is going. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Violet went, uh, went ahead and uh, served this woman a letter of intent to file a claim against her surety bond. And when you, when you file a letter of intent, you basically have to list their violations. And in this case, um, she had concluded that this woman had broken 27 state federal and international laws, including color of law. And she served this woman along with 10 other friends per Mm -hmm. claim, $4.6 million per claim. Wow. So we're looking at 40 plus million in in (laughs) potential liability. So needless to say, the superintendent went on the run. This was over the Christmas break. Uh, and she tried to call the police. <laughs> she tried to get the sheriff involved, and she literally went missing for a week. <laughs> oh my goodness! And uh, when school came back in session, Violet went ahead and served her in person. Um, one so so six days later, because you have to give them. So what you have to do is you have to give them this letter of intent, and in that letter you have to declare what you want them to do to resolve the problem. So she asked this t- this superintendent to one drop the mask mandates two admit that she was wrong when it came to her son and three to resign the woman did nothing so on day six viola went down and filed the claim and this claims adjuster really had no idea what to do you know they're looking around for the forums like oh this has never mm-hmm. happened you know oh, right, geez. right and uh so violet went and filed the claim the very next day they had a, a private meeting but it was recorded with their counsel and we have their counsel uh, on record, communicating to the board of directors that um, that um, that they had to that, well, they they actually used the phrase "we should buy some more beer and heroin for this one lawyer" because apparently that was somehow funny because you guys are in deep trouble. We had oh to stop gosh. all state and federal funding. They had to um, drop all the mask mandates. They had to start calling in teacher, sorry, parents to assist because they couldn't pay their teachers. And they left the superintendent out to dry with this $4.6 million in liability. Oh, my goodness. Serves her right. But what about the teachers? Right. So a week later, Violet felt quite guilty and she had gotten what she'd wanted. They had removed the mask mandate. So she went ahead and she retracted her claim out of a a measure of good faith to let this woman know, hey, I do have this power. I don't intend to overuse it. You need to back down. Well, what did she do? She went right back to her old ways, put the mask mandate right back in place um, uh, and, and acted like nothing had ever happened. Even went on the news saying nothing had happened, right? So what did Violet do then? So Violet went ahead and filed another claim because she can. And the the, the problem is not resolved. And, uh, and anyone can do this. Anyone can do this. So, um, so anyway, so then in, in the meantime, what was happening was there were 147 other districts. There were some other parents suing other districts in adjoining counties and nearby regions, and they were suing under color of law in this case. So the districts, go ahead. You've mentioned color of law twice. There may be some in our audience that don't know what that phrase means. If you could just shed a little light on it. Yeah, well, what we've done is we've actually, I don't really have time to go through every one of those laws right now, but they are all listed on our website. 
If you go to bondsforthewind.com under violations, we've got a section for national and international laws. Um, the bottom line is they're breaking the Nuremberg Code. They are not following due process. They are not, not only are these mask mandates, well, let me continue forward on this because there's an actual judge ruling on this whole debacle. Okay. So, so, like I said, the districts were getting pressure across the state now. So 147 districts out of 1,000 got together to sue their state board of education, saying this is coercion and racketeering, and you guys are pushing this agenda on us. And they won. The judge oh, ruled. Yes, the judge ruled a temporary restraining order against the state board of education, saying this is some form of evil. This is what the law is designed to protect the citizens from. And not only were these um, these schools unable to legally enforce any type of mask mandate or vaccine narrative or anything like that, but rather they are, in fact, breaking the law. They are being coerced to break the law. Now, this gets back into the ESSER funds, too. So I don't know if you guys are familiar in the U.S., the Biden administration, along with his handy CDC, basically infused our school system with $125 billion. And they came at them in three rounds of funding, all under the guise of safety. My district in Scottsdale, Arizona alone took $30 million in bribe money, because that's what it is, to continue to enforce these mask mandates, continue to contact trace and segregate and discriminate against our kids, continue to try to push these test kits. They also agreed to run vaccine clinics in certain facilities, as well as bring in social workers to um, push this agenda even further. So they've all taken bribes. And in fact, in some cases and in some states, for us, it was in Arizona, it was over 2.5 billion dollars that they took one of the schools took 126 million dollars and and in tucson and they are now of course forced vaccinating or mandating vaccines for their teachers so you know that there were bribes being received in order to mm-hmm. push draconian measures so it's amazing that this judge ruled in illinois because governor pritzker in illinois he still had the mask mandate going And so this put Governor Pritzker in a bit of a conundrum, right? Because if he keeps pushing the mask mandate, now he's essentially forcing his army to break the law. And now they're aware of it. That's the biggest part. And he has a bond too, doesn't he he also have a bond? (laughs) So you can go after him too. Fireworks, you guys. I I can't say what I know. Um, (laughs) But but so now, um, because of so much pushback and so many people, uh, again, filing claims in Illinois, the entire state is going to go mask free and they're not going to be requiring it anymore to the children. So uh, that, I think, is set to happen here in a few weeks or one week or something. I don't know why they put it out one week or two weeks. But that's incredible. Um, We had a similar success story in North Carolina, um, and we had several moms working different counties. And I don't know if the people realize this, but if you wanted to take out all the districts in your county, you can go after the county board of commissioners because they are the ones, too, who are pushing this agenda down to the districts. Um, We have videos coming in, you guys, that are simply hilarious. These board members are running out mm-hmm. of the building so that out they of the don't building physically out of, 
building, literally turning off lights, freaking out, trying to push the police on him. And the police are like, well, they're not doing anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really been incredible to watch so many warriors all throughout our country stand up because it's getting way too close for home. You don't come near our children. in, In California, there's a severe threat of them starting to force vaccinate our kids in our school. Um, We have this happening in Arizona and one of the schools, they are bribing the children in inner city school, $100 to receive the vaccine and $200 commission for the teachers. So again, where's this bribe money being spent? We also see um, uh, gift cards being handed out in exchange Mm -hmm. for getting the vax and uh, lots and lots of brainwashing happening at the school in our school alone. And we're in a very affluent neighborhood. Uh, They were teaching our children that their age of consent is five. And as a matter of fact, that was part of the ESSER contract that they signed, which is all public record. Well, I'm in California also, and the schools right here, El Cerrito, Albany, Berkeley, um, you have to be, they say you have to be two times vaccinated by January. That means you can't go to school unless you're vaccinated. You can't go to a public school. So I took my stepson out of that school and moved him up to a county in the north where they're not doing that. But it's pretty bad down here in the Bay Area. It's really incredible how God is working because hundreds of school districts we have now acquired the bonds for in California. So if people go to our website under bondsforthewin.com, if you go under Take Action in California, you can join our mailing list and we will hand over the bonds to you. So you can just go straight to serving these people. Well, I want to... Yes, and I want to add that in your links, the number two link is your Telegram channel and the Telegram channel for the different states, so they can be in touch with that. And the first link is your website. So, folks, under her links, you've got bondsforthewin.com, and then there's the Telegram channels where you can get the individual information that you need for your local area. Absolutely. And we also, so we have a main Bonds for the Wind chat. And so if you go under our our website, under Contact Us, Telegram channels, you'll find, yeah, your state or your province. And so I recommend you join two groups, the main chat, so that you can watch all the wins that are coming through, as well as the, and the the videos of people serving their boards and (laughs) their county commissioners, uh, as well as um, check out your state chat channel because that's where you can start to build an army that's where you're going to find the people that you're going to unite with in order to you know um complete the process start to finish and we've got literally commanders stepping up in every state who are helping to facilitate coordinate you know um to give support because it's it's a very uh, it's an emotional thing declaring your sovereignty Mm -hmm. um i truly believe that, that everything is is moving through a veil of fear one step at a time, right? So mm-hmm. fear is just false evidence appearing real. We all know this now. But the more that we move through it, and I think at this time, everyone really has to ask themselves, what type of a patriot do I want to be? Do I want to take action or do I want to just sit around and watch the news and be terrified all day? You know, it is time, especially when it comes to our children. And the districts represent the largest populace of their un 
knowledgeable army. But in this case, you know, ignorance is no defense. And these people are breaking several laws, including false advertising. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you cannot you cannot false advertise to our children and, and get away with it anymore. Not no. anymore. And I, I want to add where you were talking about on the main uh, channel of Bonds for the Wind, the videos way those are popcorn moments folks if you want to feel wonderful just watch some of these videos of these parents stepping up and talking to the boards it's just like captivating and it's so uh empowering to see someone taking action that you you get like oh i could do this i could do this yes (laughs) it's like and it's really wonderful i'm telling you it leaves you with a smile (laughs) <laughs> I like to say courage is contagious and it's yes. a new virus. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So we have a gentleman in New Jersey who stood up to his board and it was it's the funniest video, I think, of all of them so far, because he you know, he's got this um, this police officer bugging about wearing a mask. And he says to the man, he's like, you're law enforcement. That's not a law. So unless you can cite me for a law, if I've broken a law, then for sure. You, anyway, so he finally says, fine, I'll just get up and speak and then I'll leave. Right. So he gets up there and he, he declares his sovereignty as a living being. Of course, this is important. And then he serves them. One of the guys is throwing such a tantrum. One of the board members is ripping up the papers in front of the camera. Oh, how beautiful. They were were upset the whole time that they were even recording because, of course, they were going to edit this part out conveniently, which is, again, against the law. It's against the rules. They can't they cannot um, continue this charade anymore. They cannot continue to break the rules, even in their own, um, you know, board meetings. Well, yeah. And then you have all the parents who are videoing this also, you know, and sharing it live. So. There's no escape exactly. for them. They are caught. Exactly. I love exactly. it. And, um, you know, this is really just the beginning because we're, we're, we're very focused on school boards right now, but every elected and appointed official, including judges, you know, including, um, you know, the, the county level, the, the city levels, the town levels, all the way up to the, you know, the sheriffs, the, um, you know, the governors, the senator, everyone's bond bonded. So at this point in time, um, I think it's time for the people. Again, it's more of a decision to declare and decree their sovereignty and the sovereignty of their children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love that it, you are eclipsing going around having to go through court. This is like a whole nother approach that they obviously weren't expecting. And the the spiritual stance of standing for your sovereignty is so key to our freedom. It's like, you know, it's been given away so easily for so long. We've been so seduced by the media that it is time for us to be conscious, to be mindful that we are sovereign beings and we need to express that truth and stand in that truth. Yeah. And the, the most beautiful thing is emerging. It's like it's like a blooming flower because you have, you know, you have these people, three or four people in the state that start to stand forward. And in North Carolina, you know, they were able to get uh, the the they were they served the 
county board of commissioners and then they served one of the districts within and because they had kind of cross uh, referenced they were able to get the entire county to drop the mask mandates. And then another county had dropped mask mandates simply because uh, this woman, Deborah, stood up and declared that she was going to file a claim against their policy. They did it right there in the board meeting. They they overturned seven to zero, no more mask mandates. So then you had two counties go down. And then you had a third county, Wake County, who um, uh, Katie served. She's this little spitfire Vietnamese woman that she served the, uh, the her board and they were really doubling down they actually had a their assistant superintendent come out saying publicly that they're going to start masking the two-year-olds in the pre-k's because that way they can um, control their minds earlier they can they can get them more submissive to masks at an earlier age that of course hit laura ingram on fox news so which means i feel we have a support up you know higher up and uh, next thing you know, all of North Carolina is now declaring mask-free zone, a, a smile zone. So this is really incredible to see the parents coming together and the joy that they experience as they have these wins. And then they want to go help other states and other states. And, you know, once you make it through that veil to you, you want to help others make it through the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is this also applying to vaccine mandates? Oh, yes. We're not going to stop until we get everything we want on our list of demands. And absolutely, vaccine mandates are. See, because what we're doing right now is we're calling them to court. They are now realizing that they are personally liable for their actions. And just because their authorities told them to do something does not make them virtuous. If they told Mm -hmm. them to push an experimental treatment and someone were to die, when in God's green earth would you want to take the liability for this? So this is the type of thing we're calling them to court on as we stand in our sovereignty and state the real facts. And they are are having to take a, a hard look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Then they should. I mean, really, to gamble the life of a child because you went a little extra dollars. What kind of a human are you? Are you human? Well, well, they're brainwashed, right? So, you know, you are in a sense declaring and decreeing over someone that I would say is maybe acting as a two-year-old in the spirit realm. And so you do have to realize they're going to throw a tantrum. They're going to resist. They know something's wrong, but ignorance is no defense anymore. Yes. They're, I mean, they are abusing children, you know, I mean, I was nervous when I went to serve my board and I turned to Lee Dundas because she went with me, um, the human rights attorney. And uh, I think that we have about 60 seconds left. So I'll, I'll share more about my story when we come back. But um, I just wanted to say it, it was it was a very um, emotional experience standing up to these people. You know, it, in a sense, it's a it's a lot of mother's Achilles heel to stand mm-hmm. up to the tyrant in their neighborhood. Right. What you speak of as a mother, you know, we will do things. We will walk the coals, the fires, even if it is something that's scary for our children. We'll, we won't hesitate. Not at all. I really admire what you've done, Mickey. And we now are at the top of the hour. Our wonderful guest tonight is Mickey Klan. This show is called My Word is My Bond, and she is teaching us how we can use bonds to tear down the tyranny that has been threatening our freedom. My background education is in uh, evidence-based medicine and research methods out of the University of Toronto. Graduate school there, then I went on to Oxford. 
in evidence-based medicine and then on to McMaster, my doctorate and postdoc in evidence-based medicine. I also did some certificate program at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore in biological warfare, weaponization of pathogen in 2001. Basically how you would take viruses, bacteria, etc. Any type of pathogen and, and weaponize them, put them on a missile to use them for nefarious means. And I wanted to learn as an epidemiologist in case my city or my country just to understand how it works and if that can be done. I was working at what WHO, Pan American Health, mid-2019. And then we started to get these cases out of Italy in January, February. These, these images on the television of people dropping dead. I'm speaking to you honestly, as a scientist, but openly. Those images out of China were fake. That was part of this game to scare the world. At that time, WHO asked me to change my position and to become a pandemic advisor to them because they were the global agency and they didn't know what was going on. Because of my training in evidence-based medicine and research methods and clinical epidemiology, they wanted me to help them understand what was coming out of China and Italy. So I actually was connected to WHO and PAHO in the beginning of the COVID outbreak. And a lot of their messaging was from me. People like me, behind the scenes, we took a lot of beating from the press and hammering because we were calling for a balanced age-restratified approach. Damage had already been done by Fauci and Books. It was Fauci and Books' lockdowns that harmed America, killed people. Many people died in America because of their lockdowns. It was Fauci refusal to admit and to recognize the potency of early outpatient treatment. But the groups I work with now, like Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Peter McCullough, etc., we champion early treatment and we have, you know, the treatment plans and stuff where you treat the infected high-risk person early, prevents hospitalization and death. Fauci and they damaged us in that regard. They will refuse to recognize the antivirals. We have estimates now of the 750,000 Americans, quote-unquote, who may have died from COVID. About 700,000 will be alive today, 90%. Oh and that's our math when we look at the data. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans died because of the NIH and the CDC refusal to allow doctors to prescribe early outpatient treatment. I have many, I know many doctors, many of them across America, right now fighting their state boards and stuff for their licenses. Their licenses have been stopped or pulled. Their treatment was being fired because they prescribed early treatment that was helping their patients. I'm Dr. Paul Alexander, and uh, I have really thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to be on the other side of the news because it has shown me to be one of the forums that, probably one of the only forums that allows one to be fully expressive and to, uh, and to share how they really feel about the events um, in the hopes of sharing with a larger audience and in exchange of ideas so that people can become much more informed and understand the situation around them for their own decision-making. So I am very thankful of this opportunity for the other side of the news.
Good evening. Welcome back to the other side of the news. And tonight our show is My Word is My Bond. And uh, we have our special guest, Mickey Klon. And I am co-hosting with Timothy Saunders and Kinthea and myself, Anetta. And we were actually, just before break, uh, Mickey was just getting to the point where she was ready to tell her personal story, how she got going with that. So we can start with that, Mickey, if that's all right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's one of the more affluent uh, neighborhoods in the greater Phoenix area. And we have a president of our board uh, in the district level who was profiling 47 different parents. And he had sent an email and one of the parents had found a link to a, a spreadsheet that he had on the parents. He had hired private investigators. First of all, he had them in a category called the anti-maskers. And you have to wonder how many other boards have done this to the people, okay? So he had hired a private investigator to look into each of these parents. He had, where'd that money come from, right? Uh, he was looking into their financial records, their social security numbers, their, um, their social media accounts. He had pictures of their young eight and nine-year-old children on his laptop. He was sharing this information with other members of the board. Uh, and this made national news. Uh, this was a pretty big deal. And um, the he, they ended up voting him off or down from his presidency, but he's still on the board. They told the parents in our community, and we've only got 24,000 children in the school, that we needed to go gather 24,000 signatures from registered voters in our county in order to have this man recalled. And I'm sitting here watching this going, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you, you've got to be kidding me. This can't really be happening. There's got to be another way. And so when uh, my friend Ann and I witnessed this gentleman named Steve, uh, it was about seven months ago, he had walked into his board of directors at his, his district in, in Illinois. No, sorry, uh, Ohio. i got to get all my states correct. He was in Ohio and he'd walked in and he, you know, threatened them with the letter of intent to file a claim against their surety bond. And they all turned and looked at each other and they said, OK, fine, no more masks. And, and Anne and I were looking at each other going, what just happened? You know, what just happened? So Anne just started just doing this very deep research on bonds. And she um, it, it's incredible. She had to learn how to use every other type of search engine uh, that you can think of because you couldn't find it on Google or even DuckDuckGo. And um, next thing you know, she's trudging up this information on original, you know, this bonds were actually originally implemented back in 1792 under the Coinage Act. And uh, there's a whole history behind it. And I, and I couldn't believe that this had been buried. But what we're trying to unwind right now is orders of, uh, you know, uh, a control system, a matrix, if you will, that they have hidden this knowledge, this information. So to unwind it was to go back to original, you know, state statutes. Um, I don't know if everyone realizes this, but if you consider going back in time, you know, each state statute, you have like a 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. And as they keep making these re revisions, they keep watering it down. But the, the, the laws are still very much intact with regard to bonds. However, Remember before I said that all elected and appointed officials are licensed, bonded, and insured. Well, what the their handlers did is they started to merge the bond policies within the liability policies. So I have to be careful about my terminology because for those of you who are going to try this technique, 
you do have to refer to it as a liability policy because that's all they know. But deep within that liability policy, it claims that any individual can file a claim against the policy and the policy will cover them for $9 million, but there's a $5 million deductible. So that is the bond. So um, a lot of times when people go and they send out their FOIA requests to try to obtain these bonds, they have to use the right terminology. And for that reason, again, we've got in our websites very clearly laid out. There's a step one. And we also provide tutorials. Step one, you got to obtain the bond. Step two, you got to serve the letter of intent. And step three, you have to file a claim against their surety bond if they do not comply. So with me, um, it, it was tricky to find the bond in my state. But what I did find out is that in Arizona, they had modified those bylaws, the, the state statute, so many times that they had said all elected officials are under Governor Ducey's bond and that the max liability amount was $100,000 per claim. So at first I was pretty discouraged by this. I didn't know how I was going to get a hold of this document. But then it kind of dawned on me that, oh, wait, if I can get a hold of this 10 to 50 page document, I've got every single school district in the entire state. What a single point of failure. Right. So I kind of started actually using meditation and quantum technologies to, or quantum um, thought process to start to draw this bond to me. To be honest, I actually used quite a few techniques. Um, I know that sounds a little crazy, but I did because I had watched this spoon bending. <laughs> I know I'm getting out there. I'd watched this spoon bending video and I thought, well, why not try it? Well, anyway, so long story long, I had the bond in hand. And I went ahead and I went down to my board meeting at the Arizona Scottsdale School District. I went with Lee Dundas, myself and Ron Watkins. And Lee went first. I went second. Ron went third. And it was quite explosive because when I served them, I did, in fact, walk them the documents. I had 10 copies for each individual on the board, and I had had 10 parents sign them, which would mean as I was laying down these documents on their desk um, that they were each being served with a million dollars in liability. So, um, so yeah, it, it was dramatic. It, it was it was it was an emotional experience. Uh, like I said, I'd asked Lee before we left. I said, "Do you ever feel sorry for these people?" And she looked at me straight in the eyes and she said, "Mickey, this is war." These are the people that have been brainwashed. They're holding the keys to the gas chamber in Auschwitz. It's time to fight for your children. They are after your children. Whether they know it or not, you have to stand now. And I mean, she was right. She was 100% right. So uh, in any time you're going to move through a veil like that, it's almost a rite of passage. It's almost a transition into another potential realm. Really, it is. And it is for everyone that's doing this process um, uh, because you're standing and, and, and there's going to be things that scare you at that day or that try to block you from doing it. That's all part of the process of moving through it. Um, and, and sure enough, you know, we had all these things popping in our lap that day. Like, you know, um, I had one person questioning the bond I was carrying. I had, a, you know, another person, you know, just people expressing fear, putting their fear on you. And I just had to move through it. So uh, I stood up. I had my two minutes because that's all we that's all we get to talk in their board meetings. I laid down the papers and it was really kind of entertaining because uh, I think a lot of people know that Lee Dundas is a pretty strong spoken, outspoken woman. And um, we were in the parking lot preparing all this paperwork and having everyone sign. And this one woman who was double masked <laughs> called up the president, this guy, Mike Jan, Michael Greenberg, and warned him that she was there. So he didn't show up. 
So he wasn't there when I served. He was too scared. And after we left, he came back virtually. So I did have to have him serve the next day via a process server who delivered it to his front doorstep because he is in his 20s and still lives with his parents. And his parents answered the door and he was served. So, um, you know, we were a little bit more formal in this process at the beginning. We're a little less formal now. Now that we realize we don't have to follow all these rules, you can literally just serve them via registered mail. Um, but um, so I served them and my stipulations were they needed to start, you know, renegotiate these ESSER funds. They needed to stop any and all um, narrative and any and all requirements around the masks to the teachers, the faculty, the staff, the, the students, and that they had to stop and, and cease and desist immediately all vaccine clinics, all testing recommendations, and uh, that they needed to clean up the books uh, and roll back this CRT program, critical race theory, as well as their LGBTQ plus programs, which is called GLSEN, G-L-S-E-N.org. Look it up. It's terrifying um, because the plus in that whole long list of, of letters is stands for pedophilia. And they are most definitely grooming our children with these books in the library. So I demand that those were, were removed as well. I didn't hear from them for the seven business days that I allotted. So I went ahead and I filed a claim against their surety bond. Now, I have to tell you, these insurance companies are between a rock and a hard place. Um, if they give precedence to my case, then they set precedence to the state. If they don't, then they are an accomplice to a crime. So this is going to be very interesting. Um, but in the meantime, they removed all mask mandates without telling us very loudly. Of course, they do it all in the night. They do it all in the fine print. But the teachers suddenly showed up without their masks and the faculty and staff. So we are now maskless at um, our desert camp, uh, sorry, our Scottsdale Unified School District. And in the meantime, another one of my constituents uh, filed a claim against the surety bond for the city of Tempe, which is just south of me. And before she, well, actually, she, her, she gave them her letter of intent. And four days later, they removed all mask mandates. And this is a very liberal school. I mean, to the point to where they weren't even allowing parents to come and speak openly. They would only allow one parent in the room per speech. Um, so it's really, really moving the needle. I've got a third um, individual that has actually filed a claim against her surety bond in, um, it's a school called um, Amphitheater Unified School District. And uh, we have several, and I mean several parents stepping up in Arizona now because they're starting to force vaccinate the teachers. And several teachers have been put on unpaid leave because they are refusing this experimental treatment. Wow, that's, wow. those are some awesome stories. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, and, uh, I, huh? Go ahead. Oh, I, I am now allowed to tell everyone that there have been several individuals, brave individuals today that have served Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon, and many of the high level executives who hold office in their government. In Oregon's government. In Oregon. Yep. Oh, Oregon. OK. Well, uh, so. I'm we won't see that in the news. So we're the news. So we have to tell people. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, if you have any of that, we can post that on the site for our listeners, too. Um, plus, we have, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'll put it up on your Telegram channel. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, I so I'm I'm interested in, in, of course, all of this. And and I'm the one person that, you know, when Cynthia was saying we're all parents. Well, one of us is a cat parent. That would be me. <laughs> uh, and it's not that I don't care about kids. I do. I do. But um, 
I'm looking at the school thing and I am, I actually was talking to Cynthia this afternoon. I said, Hey, why don't we get together one of these for, she had talked to me a couple of weeks ago about what can we do, you know, at this local level here where, where we are. And, uh, I said, you know, look, I could, I could do this part. You could do this part. You know, I was piecing it out. Um, that was one thing I want to talk about too with you is, is people have different skills and different, uh, things that they can bring to the table. Um, and so when you get together a group of people that want to, to make some movement, it's, it's easier, of course, if we, if we join together and even the serving thing, I find like I was watching the videos too. They are very entertaining. You guys, um, when you're watching what a person speaking and in, in, in that two minute time frame at the end, in the last 30 seconds or whatever, they're, they're like 10 people go up or however many people are at the, the board and they, they drop the, the, uh, notices uh their their letters uh at that point they get served uh you know you're watching this whole thing go down and you can't you got to have somebody who's who's filming it too <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah. Don't a lot of people ask, yeah yeah a lot of people ask me where can i get started what can i do i'm not that kind of person i don't want to stand up and you know speak um, and it, it, it's funny because uh, this is why we ask people to join their state channels. That's kind of the first place you should go because everyone does have a gift to share and we are all going to be judged by our works in the end times, right? So the way that we support one another, uh, it takes some, some are the spiritual guides in the group. Some are the commanders, the one who are going to just jump up and say it. Some are the underwriters, the one that will really um, maybe even research common law and, and, and just the terminology and the speech. I mean, this is a community effort. That's what I love the most about it, you guys. It's a community, spiritual, quantum shift. Yeah, it, it sure is. And so anyway, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that uh, with with you. And we've been talking about the school issue, and, and some people may or may not be into that. But you mentioned it, so I know it's the case. But I... Personally, I have a Jones for the uh, going after certain people. Now, I'm in California, and I don't need to tell anybody who's listening what it's, it's like here. It's bad. And, uh, but uh, I, I, I consider the health commissioners, there's a health commissioner in each county, and uh, they don't have to be doctors, they don't have to be anything, but they're the ones that basically are saying, you know, this is the way this county will run with all these restrictions. And, and they're 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 like some kind of god over there, and I don't really appreciate that. So, what I'd like to talk about a little bit too is how we can expand this and go all the way up the the chain. Does anything change? You know, how do you organize that? Have you had success with those kind of things? What's going on there? I mean, I know you just told me about Oregon, so yes. Well, I mean, I'm grinning ear to ear because what we're doing is we're illuminating every dark catacomb do you know what I mean and by standing again in what is right and when you go into any new department you're going to come across something different and it's actually glorious to see the people standing and saying you know this is what I'm called to do or that's what I'm called to do I, I say it a lot I say God's moving his pieces all over the board and I've come to completely respect anyone's mission or call uh, because we're all getting a different call. And so I say go for it. Um, we actually already have the bonds for some of the um, health commissioners in California. If you go again to the site to um, the main navigation, it says take action now. 
um, and you can click on Take Action in California. And right there, you'll see all the cities, the counties, the um, the health department, or the sorry, the commissioners, as well as the um, the districts that we've already pulled bonds for in California. So we've already got a we're already a step. And I think again, I think that's I mean, not to continue to keep bringing it up, but it just seems like interesting to watch which states are resolving themselves first. It seems to actually be the people that have been the most oppressed in certain states are the most willing to come forward in this time. You know, so the, California, there's a whole lot of millionaires that were run out of town in California because he started hiking taxes, right? Hiking mm-hmm. capital gains taxes. Well, more than that, yeah, every kind of tax you can imagine, from gas to sales to capital gains, all of it. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see those people come back into the mix. <laughs> you know, um, anyone who's been run out of town in California, it would be great to see them take action. Um, you know, because I think, again, their sins have piled up to heaven and the people are done. They're done with it. Yeah. Um, so, and I just hope they film every last minute. Unfortunately, a, a lot of these governors are nowhere to be found. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that. Well, I, I yes, I have. I, I think that they're they're enjoying that spa south of Florida. Personally, that's my belief. But you know, we'll yeah, uh, I hope so. And maybe their mask <laughs> is too obvious in daylight. So, but again, like I said, illuminate away because it's going to make for good, you know, good truth or news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like so. So for me, you know, I can. I, I'm a person who likes to. I don't have any problem with standing at the, the front of the room, but I. I don't do so well with some of this other stuff. So I was thinking, you know, that's what I was saying to Kinthea. It's like, oh, well, let's let's group these people together and see what we can come up with. Because, you know, I can do this part. You can do that part. I mean, we're different, but we can work together, right? And so we had this idea. So I wanted to talk also about this. Um, so you were talking about the elected officials a little bit. What happened in Oregon and how how is that? Is that any different than what you're doing at the school boards or is it exactly the same process? It's very similar to the same process. It's just your letter of intent has to, you know, fit the crime. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to be a lawyer to do this, but you do have to get your feet wet with state, you know, um, statutes and Mm -hmm. cite the statutes that they are uh, in violation of. And one of the most common statutes or the most common thing that I cite is practicing medicine without a license. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah. I use that like, even in the cat food store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there there we have um samples on our site. Uh we have sample violations on our site per state. So yeah, you kind of have to build your letter of intent based on what it is you want to serve them for. And honestly, you can just keep stacking on that letter of intent as much as you want. If they evade, that's another, you know, citation. If they didn't give you their uh, their surety bond when you requested it, a.k.a. their liability policy, if you requested it, if they didn't give you, because this is all public record. They're required by law to provide this stuff. Um, if you can't serve them, uh, you can also serve your county or city clerk. That's their entire job is to hold these files and to process these files. So we need we need to get them with a thousand paper cuts. You know, it's going to be the people who fill in every gap here. Right. So wherever you feel called, I say, go for it. And no, the process isn't completely different. It's step one, two and three. Yeah. Right. So uh, that was my next part is so can we uh, go briefly over step one, step two and step three, just to clarify for 
people listening because I know we've mentioned it's it's the it's the bond, it's the letter of intent and the claim against them. But yep. can you go into a little bit more detail on that? Yes. Okay. So they do not want to willingly hand over these policies. Okay. They're not interested. They're gonna they they're just begging the universe for you to go away. <laughs> You're like a fly, uh, but there are a million flies coming at them. That's what they don't realize. So we're not going away. Um, so the first step is of obtain the bond. Now we have uh, FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests. It's not called Freedom of Information in every state. So we have uh, sample letters for every state. Again, if you go to um, our website under surety bonds, uh, step by step, step one you'll see there are many examples of these bond request letters. And uh, you can pretty much use those across the board for every elected official. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, guys, but, like, airports are bonded. Um, hospitals are bonded. The, these, are, these are all, every single um, government contract uh, employer is bonded and those aren't so, necessarily elected too by the way just to right, clarify that That's- yeah the unions are bonded so um and they're all required to give you these policies um by the law and so this, so, this means we can uh, go after the airlines uh, you can go after the airlines the airline yeah. unions you can go after the the air, airports yep yeah i'm jonesing for that one okay all right. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. Yep. Yep. It's going to be interesting. So, um, yeah. And I, I joke with you. I'm like, I can't take responsibility for what the people do from here. You know, I mean, like, I'm not the one who made them upset. Um, but so at the at the end of the day, like um, getting this bond has become an interesting process because, again, I teach the, the term bond, but these elected officials mostly only know it as a liability policy. So you're asking for their liability policy. Uh, but we've learned a lot of information now on how to acquire these policies in each state, especially for districts. So let's focus there first, because that's what we've gained the most intelligence over. And as we continue to gain intelligence in other industries, we'll share this information. But in school districts, you basically have um, three organizations. You've got the district, you've got the PERC or the Public Educational Risk Management Company, and then you have the Risk Management Company. So um, the district only communicates with the PERC. Now, a PERC is kind of like a pooling company. They pool several um, districts together in one policy. They might even have 150 so this is like a golden ticket. You, you want to get this perk. Everyone needs to learn what perks are. Um, and this is all defined again on our website under our uh, surety bonds tutorials. And so the in the uh, your school district is only communicating with this perk. So they don't really they're not really involved with the carrier. They don't they don't even always have a copy of their liability policy. So you know if you're not getting what you want from the district. Try to find out who they're paying annually for their liability policies, and that will give you the perk. The perk then interfaces with the risk management department. Now, these are the departments that I would just declare are there to block you from ever filing a claim against any insurance company. They are the interceptor. Their goal is to make sure that an issue is resolved before it goes higher. 
So I try to buy stuff, risk management companies at all costs. But then again, if the collective is going to go after everyone, then I'd say take them down. In other words, filing as many claims as we can across as many organizations as we can will hold every party accountable. Um, so anyway, so you got the districts who interface with the PERC, the PERC who interfaces with the uh, risk management department, but then you also have the agent. Now the agent is the individual who is the liaison between the PERC, the risk management and the insurance carrier. So get to know your agents. Your agents probably know of the two to five perks in your state. And if you get a hold of those four policies, let's just say there's four, some states have three, some states, you know, have five. Um, if you get a hold of those, if you find out who the perks are in your state, you can save the whole state. So, I mean, this this communication is addressed right now to those code breakers out there, the people who love to dig, you know, and, and there's always someone out there that really enjoys doing this work and has no problem cold calling because there's a lot of ways you can get this policy. Um, the perks are often called like an acronym um, or even a trust. It's it's like it might be, you know, I don't know, uh, Ohio risk management pool or, you know, uh, higher education trust pool, stuff like that. But they're always said in acronyms. So um, once you get a once you get a feel for who that perk is, you can call them and act like you're just a concerned parent on a committee. And we're trying to help all the districts stay on budget this year. And we're looking at these policies and we're wondering why there's such a discrepancy in price. So can you send us the policy so we can review the liabilities? Boom. Right. Or I'm a okay, concerned Nikki? parent. Go yeah, ahead, Nikki. I I, I got to take us out to break, but let's continue this on the other side, okay? Perfect. So okay. The, this is uh, the other side of the news, and I'm here with our co-hosts, uh, Timothy Saunders and Cynthia and myself, Anetta, and our special guest this evening, Mickey Klon. We'll be right back after break. Take a look at what is going on with us now. You have vax or no vax. You have mandates or no mandates. You have uh, pharmacies who are not allowed to make prescriptions on substances that they don't, you know, (laughs) that big pharma doesn't want them to have anymore. Somebody's in control of something. There's going to be a time, follow the money, where you're going to say, hey, Something really inappropriate's gone on here. We're being controlled. I mean, it's it's one thing to to have mandates and all these, and another thing to shut people up who say, "I would like to talk about this a little bit." No, you don't. You're not going to talk. And and so we have, uh, you know, people like uh, Dr. Mercola being shut down. That is not us. That's not how we operate. People ought to at least be allowed to have an opinion and state the opinion and and have uh, say uh, i'd like you to know that a good immune system is going to help you so here are the things for a good immune system but i'm sorry you can't buy them anymore because we're not allowed to so something's going on so that my friend is going to be exposed that's another thing that you're seeing for a while and it won't last forever so it's there now but believe me, it ain't going to stay because the light's going to be turned on. Just like the, the abuse of the, uh, that I've just talked about, of both women and kids with priests and all. It's here in an ugly way. And eventually, 
it's going to be seen. Pride says there'll be revelations, there may be even a movie about it. It's going to be the same thing that happened when we found out with tobacco. That they were, of course, addicting our children and they had a cartoon and they knew that it caused cancer. And you know what happened with that. We shut that, basically shut that down and now we don't smoke anymore. Hi there, this is Lee Carroll. I want to tell you about the other side of the news. In these days where we're not really hearing much good news or perhaps even what's really happening, that's where the other side of the news is different. And in that, you're going to hear not only controversy, but you're going to hear great things. There are going to be joyful things, too. I just got done with one of the broadcasts, and I encourage you to take a listen with myself and Monica. But the other side of the news, that's what we need more of in these times. Good evening. Welcome back to the other side of the news. Tonight's guest is Mickey Klon. And before the break, we had a she was giving us all kinds of information on the bond, uh, what's otherwise known as liability policy. So let's pick up from where we left off there, Mickey. Yeah. So, I mean, the bottom line is it's good to know how they're structured in the school districts, because I, I assume they're structured similarly in some of the medical communities and so on. So it's a matter of just learning how they're pooling these policies. Um, and like I said, that's kind of how we have been able to post the um, the documentation that we have on the site uh, with regard to California, because so many people are finding these bonds and sending them to us. Um I was going to also just mention that some of my um, uh, the people that I met with today, actually, we had a, a big meeting today with about over 150 people that were essentially standing up as the commanders in their respective state telegram channels. And they were telling me, yeah, you can literally just if you can't get a hold of the policy or if you can't. Um, get a hold of the individual, you can just go serve that individual at the county clerk's office or the city clerk's office, depending on who you're serving. Uh, and you, you'd make the letter of intent out to the individual you're serving, but you literally just drop it off at the county clerk's. And it's up to them to figure it out from there and to obtain the bond policy. And in fact, when they receive a claim or a letter of intent, they're supposed to notify in this case, their PERC or the risk management departments and let them know that this is coming. So there's a lot of interesting process and procedure that we're uncovering. Um, this is what these people are literally paid to do. So I'm fine with however people want to figure it out. We had one gal who she's not too happy with how things run in her city. So she just files a claim every time they're messing up and they always just resolve it behind the scenes. You know, so she's perfected this process of serving the county clerk. And she's now getting involved in the school district. So, um, it, you know, it's like, who knew? I mean, who knew we could do these things, you know? Okay, so let me let me ask you on a, on a real life example. So we have these we have these mystery governors, let's say that we haven't seen in a long time, mm -hmm. like, you know, gruesome. Are you suggesting that we could do that? Like, just drop it off at the county clerk? Uh, so this would be Sacramento County in this case in California, I believe. I mean, that would be because that's where the state capital is. Is that what you would do in that case? Um, we do have Newsom's bond. Oh, OK. Well, I guess you don't need to worry about that. OK, you can do it however you want, Anetta. 
Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm asking, but like, okay, so let's say you didn't have the bond. Let's just use it as an example. Yeah. If you didn't have a bond and you didn't have your governor's bond, you could go straight down to the county by which his offices are at. In our case, it's Maricopa County is where Governor Ducey's bond, uh, office is located. And you can file with your county clerk. That's really handy because some of these people are really slippery and, you know, uh, it sure be a lot easier because, I mean, they can't they can't slip out of the courthouse. Right. You know, the count the clerks. OK, that's that's great news. Um, so I, I, I feel like I've monopolized this. But uh, uh, Timothy, do you have anything you'd like to bring in at this point? Sure. Yes. Hey. Nikki, I, I'd like to uh, ask you a little bit of feedback about how the schools are after you've um, sort of turned around these mandates. I'm just curious to know how other parents have taken this. Um, and for example, if, if you're overthrowing the mandate and therefore making it sort of, a, I presume, a personal choice whether children or their parents want their children to wear masks or not, uh, what, what sort of proportion of children continue wearing masks? Just, I'm just curious to sort of know where where we are on the uh, on the uh, conveyor belt. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, spiritually, these children have been very wounded. When they make these announcements, they do it only in fine print or only in emails, and they state mask optional, uh, which basically means they'll no longer be enforcing it. And it really is up to the individual to now start to stand. Uh, it's up to the teacher, if they feel comfortable, to come into the light it's up to the children. Uh, when when they first turned um, turned masks optional in our school, I kept asking my son, who's in eighth grade, um, what his experience was. And at first it was 50-50 for like the first week because they were still enforcing it on the parents. Uh, sorry, on the teachers. So when you see your teacher in fear, then you remain in fear. Um, but then about, I don't know, four weeks in, it became less and less. Now it's probably only 2%. And then, um, uh, then now when the when the teachers took him off, now it's even lower. So he says only one or two people in each classroom are wearing a mask. So that's good. Um, it's it's been hard to hear that. It's been hard to hear that. It's been hard to see it. And in fact, I did pull my daughter from this school. She's in sixth grade, and the reason is because half of the children have now declared and decreed that they're gay. Uh, and the reason that is, is because they were doing these gay pride parades without telling the parents. Now, let me just roll that out for you guys as far as this yeah, psychological please, operation. Please do. I mean, I, I keep yeah. tabs on my kids, but I mean, please roll it out. Let's spell this right this out. Is, it's disturbing. It's, it's actually shockingly disturbing. And, and it's only because I have an open communication with my children and they're often unwillingly because they 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 love their teachers and they don't they know it's wrong but they don't want to rat anybody out and they're they're loyal to their teachers at some at an age uh, the, these the the deep state they have this they have this down to a science i mean they know how to roll out um a, 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 a communist agenda and they know how to find doing surveys on our kids um without our knowledge um but so they so they pretty much do this gay pride parade. And you're only cool if you if you, you know, you, you can't participate in the parade unless you declare you're gay and you want to be cool. So you declare and decree. Well, we all know that what we say we are, we are. 
And so these children at the age of 12 are very, very confused. And I, I don't mean to you know, derail on this, but if anyone wants to know if a child is truly homosexual, which I have no problem at all with anyone being homosexual, of course not. But the way to know is generally they're pretty intimidated by the, um, you know, the opposite sex or the sex that they're interested in at a certain age. So if the girls are still hanging out with girls at 12, they're probably not gay. You know, they'd be hanging out with the boys because they're so intimidated by the girls. Um, whereas all these girls are just really exploring. So now what does this mean that I just decreed that I'm gay? And gosh, now I'm really confused. And, you know, now I've got to tell my parents and, and then and then your parents are somewhat resistant. So you, you, now you really have to decree and declare it. It's very psychological. It's very sick. Um, and one of the girls you know, and I, I shudder even sharing the story because I, I know it's somewhat personal, but one of the girls um, became somewhat suicidal. My friends, um, my friend, sorry, my daughter's friend. And, um, you know, she became very clingy to my daughter. And, uh, you know, my daughter was really trying to help her and, and save her and be the savior. She's way too young to understand how to help another child at that level of confusion. And so, it was causing extreme depression in my daughter. As soon as we pulled her out of that school, she was a different child. It seems it was the right decision for you to do, but presumably this chaos is still continuing in this, the same school. I mean, it, it's uh, you can take so much damage and then move on, but you can't be responsible for everybody. But, but still, I, I think it would be uh, very, very wise for these people to... I mean, what, what I get, I guess I'm joining the dots to, to bring an idea to you. And that is that for if there's like a month for children to sort of demask once the mandate is removed, it, it sounds like a, a, a sort of a natural process, then it, is that a good point to actually inject sort of like discussion groups or, or sort of help groups or information groups to the same to the same school to actually help them trans, uh, make a transition between masked to unmasked and sort of mandates to no mandates. Because, because as you say, people are damaged. I mean, this whole situation we find ourselves in you know, is resulted from two weeks to flatten the curve. And here we are sort of, you know, how many, two years plus in. So is, is that something that part of your community does or, or is this an idea that perhaps you could, you could take up? Well, I have to tell you, we, we're just beginning to scratch the surface here, and this war is not over. Um, I will continue to file claims against this, uh, the surety bond of this particular school until they have those programs in place and until they've right, righted their wrongs. Um, it's deeply, it's, it's deeply discouraging to watch so many people in such a deep state of hypnosis. And, um, they know something's wrong, but they're so in such a state of resistance of the truth that they cannot comprehend how much damage they did to the children, yet alone help them. So until we help the adults, I don't know that the children in those environments are going to be safe. Now, a lot of you know, teachers were really just, I mean, they're already underpaid. They can't take two weeks to find a new job. Many of them are single parents. So they were really coerced and forced into situations they didn't want to be in. Um, but at the same time, there are others that were really pushing CNN on my son all the way up until the end, you know, the end of, uh, 
well, all the way up to the end of the last year. So, uh, and, and that was during his seventh grade that they were forcing him to write reports on what he was seeing on CNN. And if we're not supposed to bring politics into the schools, I don't know what that is. Um, it, it was just, it, it's been a very unique experience to watch our school go from being something so safe and so um, strong. I mean, we're rated 10. Um, we, we moved to a gated community, uh, literally dismantled itself within the, the, the period of about a year and a half. Um, and yes, it's damaging on the children. That's incredible. I was going to ask you about the this this way of you, you know, making U-turns or removing the mandates. Is this something which also can apply to uh, private schools as well as state schools? Yeah, so that's been a little trickier. Um, the private schools are all corporations, so they have to have liability coverage. You know, if you think about a child being on the premises and falling, they have to have liability coverage. So it's a matter of getting a hold of these policies. But because they're so righteous, they don't hand them over very easily. So this is another one where uh, there are other approaches we can take. Um, there are small claims court approaches that t- parents can literally just walk down with a group of 20 other parents and file a claim. Now, those are at a maximum of $10,000 per claim, but you can put a hurt on them if you get 40 of them piled up um, and get their attention that way. Um, another way is you can, um, I, and I learned about this process today and I didn't realize it, but you can actually file a claim against them through the IRS. Uh, for breaking and violating laws. And I didn't know that either. So I'll, we, we might end up exploring some of these options as we go. Um, but I mean, it's really, it's the patriots that are bringing this stuff to us. You know, um, because we've started a national project, if you will, everyone's sharing their intelligence. So as soon as I have more information on, on private schools and colleges, I will let you know. But I do know that we have uh, obtained a few of the college bonds because they were part of a a pool in California. However, um, we haven't made a lot of headway throughout the rest of the state yet in acquiring those policies. Well, it's certainly a fantastic beginning. And as you say, the the, the way this momentum is only just beginning. So uh, I look forward to inviting you back in the future and asking you sort of how how you're progressing. And also, I think uh, Anessa has some ideas that she perhaps would like to branch out into discovering other people's bonds as well by the sound of it. My, my, because I'm not in the United States, I, I'm, I'm in Southwest Turkey. Um, I, I'm obviously very curious to learn how I can begin to investigate this, this whole principle here or apply this, these principles here. Obviously the laws are different and the, the establishment is different as well. But I think that the principle is strong and I shall certainly start to investigate it. Incidentally, uh, the, the, the school where my children are, um, I, when, when they first joined, because we, we've moved our kids around quite a bit as well in order to sort of find the best education, but also to avoid the uh, you know, all sorts of issues uh, from electric, high, high voltage electricity cables by the classrooms and so on and, and so on. Yeah, those are all other stories. But when I arrived uh, to meet the, head, the headmistress of this particular school, um, they were all masked up and, and it was, it was about uh, six months ago, I guess it was last September. Um, I, I made it very clear what, where my position is on, on masking and mandating and vaccination, vaccination and so on. And, uh, they were quite surprised, um, uh, to hear my, my, my differing opinions 
um, I think they were more of the idea that, you know, look at us, we're succeeding, we're, we're following all the protocols, we have the anti-social distancing, we have the masks, we have, you know, we have uh, this whole mentality you know, polished in this school. And look at us, we should be, you know, should be proud of ourselves, look what we've done. And uh, I, I kind of burst their bubble quite quickly. But I'm just amazed still how, you know, whole communities of people can be in the, in this state of, of, of hypnosis. Um, so have you discovered any sort of revelations? Have you, have you, have you seen how quickly a group of people can, can turn around? It, it sounds like you have. I mean, do you have any sort of stories or gems you can share with yeah. us? Yeah. This movement has caused the most beautiful outbringing of children, especially in high schools, who are standing in their sovereignty uh, throughout the country. One large group in Washington got together just a few weeks ago, and I got a video on our channel of this young man, um, you know, speaking to all his hundred or so children, other, uh, you know, um, classmates, that they were all going to walk out. They were going to be kind to the teachers, but we're walking in without a mask. Uh, this day, we're all going to meet in the parking lot. We're going to walk in without our mask. If they ask us to put it on, put them on, we're just going to say no thanks. If they kick us out, that's no problem. Some of the seniors will drive you guys home. You know, we, we're okay with that outcome. We get a whole day off school, you know, but we're going to stand. It's time for us to stand. And everyone's screaming and, you know, they're so excited. And then we've got videos of them walking in and then walking out and having a ton of parents in the parking lot just cheering on their children, you know, letting them know that we, we declare and decree over their, their, you know, their freedom to breathe. Um, and so it's the parents standing up that are pushing the children to start standing up, which is going to make standing up cool. It makes some of these videos go viral. It is way more cool to, you know, rip the mask off than it is to put it on. You know, there is some level of rebellion that happens in a high school arena. Um, unfortunately, however, it's the children that are in the middle schools and the elementary schools that I'm most concerned about because psychologically they've been very damaged and they think they're doing something wrong all the time, you know, and they're always afraid of doing something wrong and disappointing their teachers or disappointing their parents. And so we also have posted some of those videos as well, of some of the traumas that these young kids are experiencing. But, um, you know, I just I think kids are also very resilient. And I think um, although I this has been an experiment in learning just how fragile the human mind is, I do have just an unwavering faith. I've always had just a sincere love for humanity. And I, I have a real strong belief that we will come out of this so much stronger than the way we came in. Well, that's amazing. But there's, there's definitely something going on here. For example, my kids have been away from school for uh, a week and a half extra after the, uh, the, the, the end of term. There's a two-week holiday. And then because of uh, various yeah, reported cases, um, it meant that uh, they had to go into quarantine, quarantine away from the classroom for a week and a half, which is yeah, all absolutely ridiculous. I mean, without being too graphic, when I was at school, when I uh, it was a few years ago, of course, uh, children used to walk around, some of them with like sort of a, a green line coming out the bottom of their nose and, and they just think, oh, it's got a cold, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's yeah. like in the playground, yeah. it's like, okay, green slime hanging out their nose. It's like, okay, it's all part of growing up. You know, it, it's now it's just ridiculously amplified. 
and uh, all out of proportion. But going back to taking them back to school this week, I, I did note that uh, they, they close the end of the week by all going into the, the playground and they, they have sort of uh, notices and, and, I don't know, somebody gives a speech and then they, uh, they sing a sort of a national uh, anthem type type uh, way of closing the week. Uh, but a lot of people were not, I say a lot of, lot of kids, some of the kids were not wearing masks. They were all standing much closer together before that. You know, the last few months, they've all been anti-social distancing, you know, sort of two meters apart, six feet apart. So it's definitely something is up. So um, this is perfect timing for me. And I will certainly study your your website and start sharing this and, and actually see if I can bring some of your principles to, you know, to, to fruition here. Um, yeah. And if I were to recommend, I would say get to know an, an insurance agent or two. Put the call out into the universe for someone to bring you this knowledge because these insurance agents and underwriters are coming out of the woodwork for us. And we've got doctors, we've got lawyers, we've got insurance agents. We got every everyone in every walk of life has a child in the system. Well, I I happen to know I know one who is a, a parent of uh, one of the children, not in the same school, but previously in the same school as my kids. So, absolutely, I I could open a dialogue, and uh, yeah, that would be wonderful. So I need to actually just obtain a bond for somebody on a equivalent to a district level. That is in charge of the school. That, that's what I, yeah. I see as. Yep. You have to request. You can send in a request. It's a Freedom of Information Act. I don't know what it would be called there, but it's um, it's public record. And they are required to provide it upon request. And, you know, you can also make your request about something else. Like, you know, I want to make sure my children are safe and that you have good coverage. So I'd like to see your liability policy, you know. Um, and, you know, actually call it a liability policy because that's what they call it now. Again, they don't even realize they're bonded. This is what's so crazy about this mo- movement is, you know, some lawyers are advising them against and some lawyers are, are advising them to step in line. Another very interesting thing that just recently happened and it all happens under the under the you know, behind the scenes. Right. We have to really watch closely. But Arizona State Board of Education just backed down of a membership, I believe, with one of the larger unions. Um, and this was just came out of nowhere uh, that they backed down. Uh, could it have been because we're filing surety bonds and they want to break free from their control system? I don't know. We'll see. But that's happening at the State Board of Education level. So if you start to see Arizona get completely liberated, as in the entire state goes mask free, well, that's probably because the State Board of Education doesn't want to get sued by the districts. Well, we should definitely watch this space. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I think this, there's a point that Anessa uh, was was breathing on earlier, and that is how far can you take this? I mean, presumably all of the people in holding in, in high office, they also are at some point have a foundation which is uh, bonded. I mean, does this go as far as the White House, for example, or is that a complete? <laughs> we have a meme running around like I'd pay a million dollars for Trudeau's bond, um, you know, because we were merging the truckers and the, the, the bonds for the wind campaigns. But, um, you know, yes, 
They are. Uh, I'm sure. I don't have them, but I'm sure they are. I just haven't gone that far upstream. Um, what I also want to say to everyone is that once uh, an individual has a few claims against their policy, it's very unlikely for them to ever be elected again or be able to carry a bond again because they'll get dropped by the insurance company. This is a business. This is a capitalism at its finest, right? So that's another reason for holding these elected officials accountable. I think in the future, you might see bond certified programs wherein people will declare and decree, I am bond certified and therefore I want to run as an elected, you know, public servant. Um, and, and that they're willing and understand the constitution in their respective countries and that they want to stand and abide by we the people because this is what they feel appointed or anointed to do. So, you know, I, again, I, I feel like this might create just a major shift and to bringing us back into balance. That's wonderful. And that's a Kintia. Would you like to come in and ask Mickey anything before we start to close out? To answer your question, we do know, according to what Mickey just told us, we have Governor Gruesome Newsom's bond here. So we know that's on a governor level. So we can presume that we have the same thing for all senators, House of Representatives. President, Pre yes. Presumably you need to make a case, though. I mean, you may have the yeah. bond, then you need to complain and have that complaint validated. So mm -hmm. what, what complaint would you create against this uh, delightful individual? Well, I could answer that, but Nikki could... Mickey could probably answer it faster than I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you there's a lot of angry people in Arizona about the fact that um, Governor Ducey is not um, securing our borders. So that's a big one. And I'm sure that's just the start. But I don't know. I, you know, like I said, I'm not the one who's going to be doing stuff like that. I did my part. And now, you know, I, I obviously don't want to put, you know, my family at risk or anything like that. So at this point, I'm here to just watch and witness. Um, uh, I think I think that the people know just exactly what to do. I'm sure it will well, come naturally. I just want to acknowledge you, Mickey, that you are moving forward from a core truth within you. And that's a real inspiration to all of us that that acknowledgement of that inner guidance and inner truth is the it's the platform from which everything takes place can happen. And I I acknowledge you for inspiring the rest of us to move forward and listen more deeply. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I, I really appreciate that. I feel so unbelievably honored to be witness to the activation of so many souls throughout the country right now. And I feel like what I think I'm the most inspired by is that activation. Uh, you can just see it in their face when they walk away from serving someone and standing in their sovereignty and, and showing others how to do the same. Um, I think we've all had enough. I mean, really, it's time. Mm -hmm. It's time for that blink of an eye moment. That Red Sea moment, you know, because the Red Sea moment. I yeah. love it. <laughs> the, the, the sea is parted. Obviously, there's been some divine intervention. Um, we all know that due to resignations and due to the fact that, you know, we're safe being able to speak this level of truth. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks so much for having me tonight, you guys. Thank you. 
Thank you. So despite the initial unpleasant realization of the truth, you will see there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is an increasing number of respected journalists, writers, politicians, doctors, lawyers, influencers, artists, activists, healers and innovators who are wide awake and are already making great impact. All they require from you is to unplug from mainstream and social media propaganda, to make your own independent research, to stop acquiescing and to stand up for what you believe in with respect to others. Remember... You were born with power and you wake up each day with power. It is entirely up to you how you choose to retain or give it away. You've been listening to another live broadcast of The Other Side of the News. This 90th edition is entitled My Word is My Bond and remains available at www.theothersideofthenews.com. My name is Timothy Saunders and together with Kintia and Annette Driscoll, offer special thanks to our return guest, Mickey Klan, our listeners, our contributors, and our sound engineer, Keith Morgan. We wish you all a very positive week and look forward to reconnecting with you next Friday. Good night. <laughs>